Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, Son of God, make yourself known through me. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, speak through me to others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Father Mark came in this morning. He says, you ready to preach? And I said, no, I'm going to do more of a witness than anything else. So kind of keep that in mind as this goes along. A faith whistle witness, even a little birth narrative in there, real life stuff that you can get along with. 41 years ago, I was a commercial refrigeration and AC technician for Food Fair, Pantry Pride, J.M. Field stores. If you remember them, great big things. They were like Kmarts and Walmarts and everything. And they had a bunch of other businesses too. And, and our home office was in Jacksonville that I worked out of. But most often, I could be found anywhere between Augusta, Georgia, to Mobile, Alabama, or Lakeland, or Vero Beach, and all points in between. Stores were everywhere that there was a sizable city, and I lived south of Jacksonville in Clay County, near a little settlement called Middleburg at the time. There were two things wrong with this. Although the pay and benefits were outstanding, I'm a homeboy. I hated leaving my family. It was three miles of dirt roads and crossing over one lane wooden bridge just to get to our new house on three acres of land way out in the country. It was pretty isolated. And Elizabeth and two kids, Jason was six and Joshua was two, and surprise, 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 as Gomer Powell would say, Another one on the way, she told me. I needed and wanted to be home with my family. The other thing wrong with my situation was that I hate cold. I hate it. North Florida is too cold. Below 60 degrees is a waste of time to me. I don't want it. I used to notice that the freeze line would go down to Ocala and stop. And he used to always say, i got to get south of Ocala. We actually took a trip, went down to Naples and looked at property. I mean, I was thinking, hey, that'll get me out of it. But uh, anyway, as I traveled and I go around to these different stores and work, I come down this way in the wintertime. I said, wow, this is great down here. I could, I could take this. It's just fantastic. I found out that one of the technicians had stores from Winter Park to Leesburg was starting his own business and something else. And so I said, sounds good to me. I walked into the bosses. I told them, I said, hey, I wanted it. They really thought I was kind of nuts because they knew the setup that we had. We had a beautiful place. And, uh, but they said, you would have to move. I asked one question. Will I be home every night? That was it. They said, yes. I said, bingo, that's what I wanted to hear. I said, okay, I want it. And after checking out the area and looking around, 
all these different places. Of course, they wanted me to live in a metropolitan area down there. I said, no, I wouldn't even live in Jacksonville. That's why we were out in the country. And told them I was going to Mount Dora. My boss started laughing. So that's exactly where I would have picked. Same thing. He knew about it. Now, I thought I was making some really good moves for the family. I mean, things happened. They even gave me a raise. I would have paid them to let me go. <laughs> they paid for moving us. Even sent people that worked for the company and trucks to the house and picked up and moved stuff, even concrete blocks and things that are just collected over the years and had left over. I mean, everything just moved all this down there. It was, it was really great. But you know, all along, I thought it was making the good moves, but it really wasn't me. It was God. God knew me, knew me well, and he was using what he knew about me to get us to be where he wanted us to be, which was right here in Mount Dora, right here in this area. I mean, it didn't all happen real quick. It happened pretty quick after we got here. We wound up right here at St. Edward's, and that was the goal. I realize that now. Looking back, reflection years later. And then on February 28, 1979, Elizabeth gave birth to our daughter Jennifer at the old Waterman Hospital in Eustace, which was an old hotel. It was not swanky at all. She gave birth to our two sons up in Jacksonville at Riverside Hospital in a very nice neighborhood, nice area, nice hospital, same hospital Pat Boone was born in, for those of you who know who Pat Boone was. Anyway, February 28th that year happened to be a heat wave. It was hot, fine with me, but it was hot in the hospital. The old sash wood windows, old wooden windows over there, you have to open them up. The the maternity ward that she was on the third floor. And on the third floor, this was right over Grove Street with all the traffic running by. There were exhaust fumes, there was noise, and um, it was a rather unpleasant stay for Elizabeth. And, you know, this was a third child, and she was in great shape. It was like, give me my baby and let me out of here. <laughs> That's pretty much what she wanted to go home. But it was very successful, and we were very happy. I tell you all of this to let you know that God was really orchestrating our lives, not only to get us where he wanted us to be, but where we needed to be to be able to do what he wanted us to do for him in our lives. Our lives belong to the Lord, all of us. Our lives belong to him. The word, as we heard in today's gospel, belong to the word. God always interacts in our lives, interacts in all of our lives, whether we realize it or not. The divine is intertwined with the physical beings of this world and the people who are open to and led to do his work. This often happens even when you don't know it. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Just think of Mary for a while. 
We just had Christmas and we have stories fresh in our minds. Just think of Mary, a very improbable person in the birth story. A young virgin visited by an angel to tell her that she was to conceive of the Holy Spirit and bear a son for God. God's son. How terrified she was, how terrified she had to be. The fear that she had to overcome. The fact that she did not have a husband. Really? Really? Sounds impossible, but with God, anything is possible. Even Mary's story is possible. We really don't know that much about Mary except her willingness and obedience to God. A lot of thought, probably misconception, goes into the theology and stuff about Mary. I know um, I was raised Catholic, and I was raised, I mean, I was always being trained by priests everywhere we went. There was a lot of that. And uh, so, I mean, I was head full of Mariology. And uh, anyway, think of the misconceptions, what, what it, it looks like to a lot of people, especially people of other other faiths, other denominations, other than those tied to Catholicism. In my travels in Pantry Pride, I had a very interesting character that worked at one of the stores down in Lakeland. He'd work for a while, then be out for a while, work for a while, then be out for a while. It was constantly back and forth. And the thing was, he had been through a seminary, and either, I don't know if he was Baptist, primitive, Baptist, Pentecostal, or what he was, but he was something like that. And he kept getting churches, so he'd quit the job, and he'd go to the churches. Well, he'd keep getting, lose the job. This, this went on and on for several years. And people pretty well shied away from him because he was always trying to cram Jesus down everybody's throat. Well, I was a Jesus freak, so I didn't mind. Give me all you got, you know. <laughs> And I would be his friend and talk with him. And so we were down there, down there one day, and he started rumbling about the Catholics. And he hated Catholics. I'll tell you that right off the bat. He just couldn't take it and, and all the Mary stuff and everything. And he said that in his training in seminary, and they took him to a cathedral, a Catholic cathedral, and he says, there was all those candles set up there. And people lighting candles and praying to that statue of Mary over there. Now, he didn't know anything about Episcopalians, and I didn't tell him much. I didn't tell him we had the Mary Chapel over here, and we got the candles, and people light candles and pray and all that. But he was, he was really not understanding a lot. And he just was fuming, and he was angry. And he just stopped in his tense and jaw tightened and everything and wanted me to respond, and I just thought, and I, really, what are you going to say? And I, finally, I, I just, the Lord put the words in my mouth, and I just said, I'm not going to say anything bad about Jesus' mama. <laughs> Man, when I said that, his eyes popped open, his jaw dropped, and he took off. That was it. Never brought that one up again. It got personal. Jesus' mama. Mary was great. She was Jesus' mama. That's really something. Think of the human side of all of this. Think of that. 
It got personal to that guy. I can't remember his name, but I think of him often. The divine intertwines with the human all the time. Think of Joseph's story. As we heard in last week's gospel, the angel spoke to Joseph in a dream. You know, he was going to get rid of Mary and told him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This was all part of God's plan. Even down to the census being taken in Bethlehem. Joseph was from the ancestry from Bethlehem, from the from David's line, and he had to go back there for the registration, as we call it, the census, because that's where the house of David was from. The Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem. So that was it. Joseph accepted. That was a hard thing. Joseph and Mary both accepted their missions from God And thank God that they did. I mean, I don't know how the story could have gotten any better. I mean, what would you do? We are all called to live in this world with human traits. We're humans because we are created that way. We're created that way by that word that we heard all about today. Everything comes from that word. Everything created, everything given life, everything. But we Christians are called to be different changed in heart, mind, and spirit. And that is not of our doing, but of God's. Whether we know it or not, we're called into change. We are put in this world, but we are not of this world. We are here to do God's work in the world. We have the help needed to do this, the word, no less than God himself. It's Christ. This is Christ. Comes to save us from ourselves and all sins, evil, and hurtful desires. This word is in the world, in our lives, constantly redeeming us. The word in the flesh as we know as Jesus and those whom we have given themselves to him have been born again by water and the spirit. And they can recognize him in their lives and are directed by him in their lives. Christians will wind up doing God's will. And a dedicated Christian will wind up doing it even if you don't want to. You'll wind up following his will. I encourage each of you to take some quiet time this week. Next couple of weeks. Look over your life. Find Jesus there. Encountered him. You didn't even know he was there a lot of times. Look at events that happened in your life. Just look back years and years and years. And look at that divine thread that just works through moving you. When he guided you through good times and troubling times, it will bring you closer to this word, the word that is in you. Please, this coming year, set yourself a little gold. Share Christ with others. Share the good news. God bless you all and Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. 
we will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.